So, if you haven't heard of Anchor, it's actually the easiest way to make a podcast and it's free. That's the best part. The nice thing is it also distributes a podcast to various other podcast sites like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify and pretty much everywhere else. If you haven't checked it out, check it out. You can download the free app or you can go to anchor.fm. Enjoy and now let's get back to the coffee and sock sessions with me Pranil. Let's start by doing some introductions. Um obviously so basically the story this is the background. So I have this crazy fascination with Norway like the Scandinavian countries in general. But Norway uh, is like the country I watch videos of Norway like almost every day of my life. That's what I watch just because it's just What so kind beautiful. of videos? Um yeah. I just it's just like people putting up content on Instagram and uh a lot of travel photographers putting up stuff like you know like the mountains and the rivers and the waterfalls. Um and it actually all started with Iceland because um i watched zac efron's down to earth and they did a, an episode on iceland and i was just so blown away by them and then mm. i kind of progressed to all of the countries around and i got to norway and i was like this one's my favorite and <laughs> <laughs> so what happened was i also loved true crime so obviously i was searching the net yeah. during lockdown and i decided to you know let's look at podcasters from other countries because I want to connect with other podcasters and and find out what life has been like in other countries you know what I mean so I've done like America I've done uh two in America actually I did one in the UK um I got one in Austria coming up um but Norway was one that I wanted so I was like let me just see podcasters came across your podcast which is scrim how do you pronounce it properly is it scrim scream I I mean we decided on on scream because that way it's more of a pun mm-hmm. <laughs> but scrim is definitely i mean i call it scrim skim mm. when i speak norwegian yeah ah so is i it... mean just yeah. call it whatever <laughs> <laughs> no you can't you, people have to go and check it out afterwards it's really great it's i love it so true crime is like my wife and i are so into it. we watch a lot of true crime documentaries so and that's how it led me to you guys and it it was actually on a website as well where someone said if you want to check out some true crime documentaries or podcasts this is the top 10 to check out from around the world and yours came up nordic podcast so oh yes mm. yeah we were featured on there it was a big surprise <laughs> <laughs> we were yeah. just like is this happening we are <laughs> very bad at promoting the podcast and doing anything to make anyone listen or pay us any attention whatsoever so whenever anyone actually listens or reaches out it's mind blowing every time because it's yeah. <laughs> it, it feels undeserved <laughs> but i think that's why it works though because i think when you try too hard or you trying to make it become super popular you kind of lose why you started it you kind of lose the the passion you have for it so when you just do it like with with mine i i've been wanting to do it for years I've had the concept, the idea in mind for years, but I just never had the time with work. I mean, where we are in South Africa, 
Johannesburg is like one of the busiest parts of the country. So we sit in traffic for like two hours in the morning sometimes, an hour and a half. And I live like eight kilometers of, away from work. So it's, it's not even... So with all of that, it's it kind of gets so crazy that you don't really, you're so exhausted by the time you get home and then you're working sometimes 14 to 16 hour days. And it's just the last thing you want to do is sit down and talk to people. So when lockdown <laughs> started, I decided to, to finally actually get onto it. And it's just kind of really grown organically. And it's, it's I've got such good feedback because I haven't, I mean, I, I promote it and I push it, but not down people's throats i'm not like no because of course if when it comes up naturally that's a whole different thing exactly and there are it's not like there aren't platforms to perform it's just even on those platforms we've not been very attentive exactly so and yeah so i started this and now we're here and i'm chatting to you guys who are all the way in norway and I just thought, let's connect, let's find out, let's chat to you guys, let's have some fun, let's, it's nice and chilled, and that's why we're here, so tell me a bit about yourselves, like, let's start, wait, we were, I was going to run your name and try and say your name, so we've got Ink, which is short for Ingvild, Ingvild, oh, okay, mm. wow, so <laughs> you don't pronounce the D, Ingvild, it's deceptively difficult to spell, <laughs> Yeah, I saw I saw that. I saw your name. And then we have, is it Alette? Ale? You can call me that. I mean, I don't really mind because there are so many different ways to pronounce it. Um, so we're just three Alette. people. Yeah. So we're just three people with names that people just pronounce. In whatever yeah, I mean, how do you pronounce your name? How do you think you pronounce one? Give it a go. Daniel? Damn, that was spot on. That's actually spot on. That's better than my parents pronounce it, actually. <laughs> <laughs> so, but how do you say it? So if I'm saying a let, how do you? Because I, I think in your Instagram bio, the, the copy, you have like a little pattern thing and that means your name, right? Is that correct? Oh, right. Yeah, it's in Japanese. Is it Japanese? <laughs> I thought I, because I was Long like, story. <laughs> okay. But yeah, um, in Norwegian, I, it's pronounced Aletta. Aletta. But um, in English, people pronounce it like Alet, Alete. Alete, Alate. Mm. Alete. <laughs> or even that, yeah. <laughs> um, Alete, well, it's actually similar to how we pronounce a lot of names with T's in Afrikaans in South Africa. So we have like people like Marietta, um, Alet, yeah. we have Aletta as well so i mean i must say that the way you pronounce my name is a lot better than most other people pronounce it <laughs> that's good to know so <laughs> yes so now that that's out the way tell me about yourselves and how we got to to your podcast or how you got to you born and bred in norway both of you actually um we're both born in norway but we got to know one another in Germany because our dads worked there. <laughs> so oh. when we were kids, we lived across the street from one another in the northwest of Germany. Wow. How long were you in Germany for? I was there for almost four years. Mm -hmm. um, you were I there? I was there like two or three, mm -hmm. maybe three. Yeah. Sure. And then for 
my my family moved back to Norway and yours moved to the U- England England yeah um and we didn't keep in touch more than the odd Christmas card okay. for like around a decade <laughs> oh wow and that was probably because of our moms yeah our moms they, were... they made us write Christmas cards yes <laughs> wow and then one year Aleti um included her, her um MSN messenger handle <laughs> at the card or on the card and so yeah. I re- I wrote, wrote to her and we started talking and realized that we were still pretty similar <laughs> <laughs> we had kind of evolved the exact same way yeah. over the years but just miles apart that's really wait so you sent a Christmas card from where you were to the UK is that what so you'd send oh. a Christmas card to the UK to Aleti uh, yeah, and then, and then. So it's kind um, of like the story of Norway sending a Christmas tree to to London, which is one of my proudest things as a Norwegian. It's so cute. <laughs> that oh. and the fact that we didn't we give a mountain to Finland or something, um, or Denmark. It was it was something like that, wasn't it? Some country where we were like, you know what, you can have this mountain. We don't need it. You can take. It. I think it is Finland. I think I remember seeing something about that. It might be Finland because you guys also like Norway or is it? It's called um, is it Norge? So you guys call it Norge, right? So you don't really call it. We would say Norge. Norge. Mm. Norge. Yeah, very good. Wow, very good. Spot it's, on. It's, it's very similar. To, there's like a lot of Afrikaans inflections in it. So because Afrikaans is, um, it's a mixture of Dutch and German. Mm-hmm. So and I think, and then obviously, Norwegian is a Germanic language. Germanic language. So yeah. I think there's a lot of those sort of similarities. Obviously, just the the alphabet stuff is quite different because, <laughs> like when I was when I would read, try and read some of the names of the people you did in your podcast, and I was like, I'm not even going to try this shit. It's, it's <laughs> to be fair, some of those are difficult for us as well. Yeah, yeah. A it's, lot of names we have to Google. Oh, for real? Don't know how to, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Because I mean. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. No, no, you're gone. No, no. I was just gonna say because English is a really it's Norwegians generally speak a lot of English. Like the country is very prominent in English speakers, right? Because yeah, the English is really. We dabble. We dabble. We dabble in the <laughs> <Dabble>. English. Hands <laughs> are made. Yeah. Is there quite a quite a bit of competition between the Nordics? Are you guys like, you know? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I'm I mean, glad I mentioned definitely... Iceland in the beginning then. <laughs> Iceland is one of the ones where I think we all have a pretty good image of Iceland. Yeah. Okay. And then Denmark is kind of also just there, but Sweden. Sweden and Norway have this really intense sibling rivalry-esque thing going on yeah. where uh, we make yeah. Sweden the butt of every joke and they do the same <laughs> to us. And um, for like skiing championships and whatnot it's oh, yeah. the rivalry between sweden and norway is always very intense yeah so <laughs> That's so it's like america and canada basically yeah yeah, yeah. for different reasons <laughs> exactly <laughs> oh gosh so so how long have you guys been living um in norway now like since i've been here since 2001 and i've been here since 2015 Oh, so oh, so you pretty much just got back. That's yeah. five years when we spent two years in lockdown, pretty much. 
<laughs> These 20 oh years since March 2020. 20 years since March 2020. Has it been, have you guys had quite strict lockdowns? Though in, in, in Norway, because you only have like 50,000 or something cases of the, the virus, yeah. I think we're very lucky in that, obviously in Oslo, that's a different story, Oslo has mm -hmm. had quite a bit of mm -hmm. restrictions. But I live on the West Coast, and if I, if I want to walk outside and avoid people, I can. Like, mm -hmm. there aren't a lot of people here, and we're pretty widespread. So we're but, lucky in that aspect. Yeah. Because, but Oslo is quite busy. There's quite a diverse group of people from different parts of the world with families and stuff. So I would suspect that people have traveled, seen family, and then come back, back and forth. So I can imagine it. It would be a bit more um, susceptible to to more cases, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I live cool. in Oslo, so. Oh. I mean, we've had like a stricter lockdown than. Ooh other places but I don't even know if I would call it a lockdown because other countries like they've been so much more strict mm. yeah like us we have when we say lockdown we say real lockdown I mean we when we were on level five at the start for about three or four months we couldn't go anywhere you could go to the shops and get supplies and, and food and stuff but businesses were closed everyone worked from home uh, mm. alcohol and, and tobacco products were all banned. Um, yeah, you couldn't go anywhere. It was complete lockdown, curfews. You had to be home by 6 p.m. if you were out and about stores. It was like, it was crazy. It was, it was actually quite freaky, especially for yeah. Johannesburg because Johannesburg is always noisy. I mean, and we live like in quite a, a nice neighborhood. Um, it's like, it's busy, but it's not it's not noisy and it was just freaky to wake up and all you hear is our river which we never used to always hear now that's all you hear you're like there was a river wow. here this whole time <laughs> <laughs> it's like what we have frogs <laughs> we're hearing ducks so yeah i mean you guys i guess it has been a lot better it's been a bit it's been quite hectic yeah we're back on like level three now so we banned alcohol again because south africans like to drink and get completely I mean ridiculous and it's, the it's the alcohol consumption here since march last year has shot up so we've done the opposite we've been like well if we can't go out we're gonna stay inside and we're gonna drink all our worries away yeah i mean why it, it i think it's just the stress i think everyone's just so stressed out and people don't have coping mechanisms because they're not used to kind of let's not be around here let's not move here so the restrictions i mean like from alcohol consumption to drug use to divorce rates have gone up in South Africa. Um, stress levels, antidepressants use is flying off the shelves. Mm -hmm. um, so mental health, obviously, I think that's generally around the world has just been really crazy because no one knows how to deal with this stuff. Yeah. And we come from a culture of very like we we're one of like the most overworked countries in the world in terms of our, our workforce. So a lot of people are working between 16 to 18 hour days, like every day, sometimes on weekends as well. So yeah. our work-life balance is nothing compared to your country's work-life balance. Um, so everyone's stressed and they're always busy, always at work. Um, and now you get told, okay, you're gonna work from home and you're gonna have to spend every waking minute with your family. 
So not everyone is used to that. And it's been no. yeah. crazy strain on people. So and and with you guys, have you found like has it been tough for you guys mentally, like from your personal experiences? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think I think the both of us we neither of us had a very good starting off out point <laughs> before oh, yeah. this happened. So it's not it's not gotten better. Um yeah. Yeah. No, it's been a lonely time. And do you guys live alone? Are you living by yourself? Yeah, I live alone. Sure, I so live with alone. my boyfriend, so luckily not alone. Sure, but it, it's still hectic, man. Like, is it? So you yeah. had a tough. So some stuff happened before all of this even happened. That has just been really tough. Yeah, I think we've both been pretty open with that on the podcast as well. That we've had our mental health mm. shit <laughs> sit yeah. for a lot for for quite a while. Um, for me, what's been the most difficult since this whole pandemic hit is that I was scheduled to start therapy after being on a wait list for around six months and now it's been a year and two months because I wasn't able to start because of the pandemic so now I'm really itching to start therapy but I don't know when that's gonna happen and I sure would love to sure and you can't do like online stuff you, you can't do like no because I haven't even had the introductory session so oh I see uh, sure it's tricky yeah, yeah no I mean uh, it's you know what it's it's nothing to be I think a lot of us I mean I've had like mad mental health issues like uh, for a long time um I got married and it, it kind of like helped me a lot because I, I spent a lot of time alone because I was mm. working a lot so there were times I'd just come home and just like sit here and then you I, I wouldn't sleep so I had like severe insomnia issues mm. so now I'm not sleeping and I'm just depressed and then you got to go to work and work hard and then it just puts you in a shittier mood because yeah no because you're already going terrible. off nothing yeah. yeah yeah um and i would just sometimes come home and just have like drink a bottle of wine just so that i can like yeah. pass out yeah <laughs> for sure absolutely <laughs> i know that method very well <laughs> yeah and then you get sleeping pills and you mix them up together and then before you <laughs> know it you're <laughs> sleep like an alcoholic baby it's great that's it <laughs> You know, you get some sleep, you wake up, you do it all over again. And your liver, your liver's never been happier. Just every organ in your body is screaming good things at you. And it's, yeah. it's nice. It's very good nice. job. I love what yeah. you're doing to me. This is, oh. I want more. <laughs> is this what healing is? Mm. Mm, I like it. Let's <laughs> keep doing it. Oh gosh. No, it's, it is a crazy time. I think like from a mental health point of view, I think in a way it's it's been good that more lights has been shed on it and people are kind of more receptive towards it because i had to keep it a secret for a long time because in well in i don't know about other indian cultures but in south african indian cultures we it's not something you speak about you don't speak about mm-hmm. mental health stuff back in the day it was very like don't tell anyone oh you don't need to take antidepressants just be happy and it was the the stigma i think i'm not it's probably like a global thing um mm. because no one ever took it seriously but i think over time now people are starting to realize like shit there's actually a lot of people with some form of mental health issue whether it be yeah. anxiety 
um, whether it just be OCD, I mean, that, that causes like ridiculous mental health issues as well. I think that's probably something that's harder for men as well to admit not only to themselves, but to people around them that, hey, I'm actually struggling with something. Mm. Not that it's not hard for everyone, but I think there's an added layer of stigma for men. That is, because you're meant to be tough. Yeah, you're, you're meant to just get a grip. You're not supposed to be like <laughs> crying and feeling sad and being depressed that you got dumped or something bad happened to you. What do you have in girl thoughts? Don't yeah, that. No. Exactly. Come on, like Come on. get it together. So yeah, it, it's very interesting. So I think it's, it's a really good thing. Um, it's something that I've always been open about and it made my family uncomfortable in the beginning, but now they kind of so like, because now people are seeing, now that you're in lockdown and you're spending time with families, people are forced to have a lot more of these honest conversations about how you feel and what's going on. And I've noticed that with my parents, like since lockdown started, that they're now more open to having these type of conversations and not feel like, you know, weird about it. Because everyone, you always have to put up this facade of I'm okay. And mm -hmm now it's it's okay not to be okay you know what i mean it's like um i i watched this video recently and this girl was like lately i've been feeling a lot of feelings and i was like it's such a simple sentence but it just yeah. said so much for real you know? you know oh it's definitely been a time of even even if people do put up the facade i feel like you have more time to work on that facade now you have time to kind of chip at it and be like well are you really okay mm. if you want to talk about it i have so much time now to talk to you <laughs> like, more than ever <laughs> so i think um, there's been definite definite goods and definite bads mental health wise yeah for everyone no. now absolutely is that, is that also why you guys kind of took a break from the podcast? Do you feel like speaking about that stuff really like starts to mess with your mind a lot? Because we don't realize it, but probably, probably does like affect us in a big way. Mm. Not, I mean, not necessarily, even sure talking about really horrible things isn't necessarily great for you <laughs> when you do it a lot. But for me, it's mostly just been hard to deal with any structure. Mm. The last, yeah, six months, year, sure. it's been it's hard been to do anything, <laughs> stick to any schedule and just, I don't know. Draw, draw the line between you know, reality and basically just waking up every day and you're just in a, you're trying to get into a routine, but it, your body, it doesn't make sense because mm. you've been functioning so differently for so long. Now you're forcing me to get, and I think the tough thing for me has been that wrapping my head around getting into this routine. And then when am I going to have to switch it back and go back to the old routine again, when we start traveling and going to, to an office again, and that's what's messed with me. It's like, do I get comfortable? And enjoy it for a long time or do i just in the meantime let's just take two years of my life and pretend that everything is this way i think that's yeah that's like are you supposed to live on hold for years until this normalizes or are you actually supposed to adapt to a new normal exactly and 
with countries like us, I mean, you guys are quite an advanced country. I mean, a lot of stuff works and works really well. Um, from what I see and what I read and what I hear. Uh, down here, we've got our own set of struggles. Um, obviously, third world countries. So we, we have like lots of weird stuff happening that messes with us as well. So there's times where electricity will go off for hours and hours um, for like 19 hours. That's what we had recently. So we'll, that's it. You don't have electricity for some people for days. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. So then you, then your internet line is not as fast as the rest of the world. And there's a whole lot of other factors that come in. Yeah. And now you're in lockdown with no electricity. Um, financially, a lot of people are under pressure. So it's like, you can't just go and get Uber Eats every day, you know, because it's, it's expensive. Like all of these things add up. So it's, yeah, it's a weird time. It's a weird time. And we just have to like pretend that everything is somehow going back to some normal, but we don't know how and when. So, but at least you have a pretty country to, to keep you up. Do you do a lot of nature walks? Do you go out a lot at least? I do. Oh God. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I yeah, I do. Uh, I definitely think that it's helped during mm. lockdown. I mean, not while I've been in Oslo, but the times that I've been like lucky enough to be able to go to the West Coast for a bit. Mm. I just love being outside and. I love the silence as well because Oslo is loud probably oh, not yeah. as loud as Johannesburg but in <sighs> context louder than the rest of your country yeah I mean trams go, like pass right outside our apartment which is great fun <laughs> <laughs> like you have to pause conversations just to let it pass it's really loud. Oh, wow. That is it very is very loud. loud. It is very loud. <laughs> it's like a plane flying over your house or something. A little bit, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what? Wow. Sure, that is loud, yeah. Ink yeah. and yourself? Do you? No. Uh, you, look, I... you look like you are really having a difficult time. <laughs> and I mean that in the nicest way possible. It's out of concern. It's completely out of concern. I've I'm heard. doing everything. Tip top. No, no worries. No, I'm. Uh, I'm not. I'm not good at making the most of living in such a scenic place as I do. I mm -hmm. live like an hour's drive from like some of the bigger tourist attractions, mm -hmm. uh, as far as hiking and like nature walks go. But I am rubbish at making the most of that. <laughs> I keep being like, oh, next summer is going to be the year where I finally like start going on hikes. I can take pictures. It'll be great. And then I don't do it because I'd like to be at home. <laughs> which is no, which is great. I mean, I mean, you know what? I found that I had this thing of, I, there's a whole lot of things that I want to do and I want to go out. I want to go running and I want to go on these little hikes and I want, want to spend more time in nature. But I just always kind of, I just never did it. It was always just, mm -hmm. I want, and then that puts me under pressure because I'm like, I want to do these things and I get frustrated with myself because I want to do these things and then I don't. And all it takes with me is to do it. And when lockdown came, 
I was like, I can't go to the gym. I can't swim, which I used to do every day just to keep my mind like, so I could sleep at night and, you know, keep my body a bit active. Cause I'm just a, I'm a miserable, horrible person if I don't do some form of exercise. I'm just the grumpiest. Like my wife is just like, dude, just please just go back to the office. Like I'm tired of you. Like, you know, she's like, I just, just leave me alone. You stay in your room, I'll stay in mine. And then <laughs> until you gotten over yourself. So it got to a point where I was like, when restrictions started to ease, I started taking walks in the morning. I'd wake up and it was quiet and I'd take these little walks. And then eventually the walks turned into my legs want to start doing more. And then I started jogging and then I started running and then my runs became longer. And then I discovered this hidden park, which is like a kilometer down the road from me. And I walked through the gate one day and I was like, what is this? This is Narnia or something because I could like you've not never believe. been there before. <laughs> I had never been there. I've never seen it. I didn't know it existed. I, Honestly, I was telling a friend of mine yesterday, I'm like, dude, you have to come. I was sending him pictures and videos. And it's just the most beautiful park ever. There's waterfalls. There's like, there's a dam. It's just green. It's completely, completely green. Like I've been putting up stuff on my Instagram and everyone is like, where is this mystical place? And I'm like, I'm not going to tell you because I'm not sure we're allowed to be using parks right now. So I'm just going to keep it a secret until Mm. I can make it public. But I found that going and just forcing myself at the end of a work day, especially, you know, just to take a walk or take a run. And it's the quietness that Alette was talking about, that quietness that you're just hearing birds chirp, you're hearing like a river. Mm. Um, and it's pretty much my way of trying to replace just watching videos of Norway. Let's put it that way. <laughs> you found your own Norway. <laughs> I only did. a kilometer it's away from home. <laughs> only a kilometer, and it's great. So I just walk there every day, and I, and there's times where I just walk around, and it's huge. I mean, it's massive. It's honestly, it's massive. I haven't even, I've been going there for about two weeks, and I haven't been able to walk from one end to the other or go to all wow. of the different parts of it. So, and there's a really great parts at the peak of the waterfall. And there's a dam wall and it's a massive, massive dam. And I found a pathway that you can walk onto the dam wall if you walk through some bushes, um, which is scary because I'm terrified of snakes and this is Africa and any sort of animal could be lurking there. Not lions and stuff, obviously. It's just like snakes and bugs. Um, Just snakes. Yeah, well, it could be. There's a a hippopotamus cruising around in one of our main suburbs um, right now. And they can't track it down. There was was a video, someone put up a video this weekend of it in their swimming pool. So, you know, it doesn't happen as much as everyone thinks. Like, you know, everyone has this thing of this lions running around South Africa in our backyards. It's, It's not like that. It's actually like it's... There's such like a crazy misconception, but every now and Mm -hmm. then there'll be like a hippopotamus cruising around in a very popular suburb. Um, I guess, especially now that things are quieter. Yeah, that's exactly it. Because I remember when the whole world shut down, um, there were videos roaming around of like all sorts of animals just walking into cities because they're like, well, there aren't any people now. Yeah, so I think it was in China that happened. 
um, in Thailand, I think the, all the monkeys in Thailand, because there's like a lot of monkeys. And we had some lions that were just cruising around like some of the more um, bush areas, the bushy parts mm. of, of Joburg. Because it's weird because Joburg will be, there'll be like a massive city, like a really big metropolitan city. And right next to it is either um, like a township or just like open fields. So sometimes like where I live, I live off a road that if you drive for 10 or 15 minutes, it looks like you're in another country because it's completely, it's just green, it's just grass, there's no buildings. Um, there's like waterfalls and dams and lakes. And then there's just animals walking around. So it's weird because you have this, like, so sometimes these animals just decide to, to show up in places that you least expect. Check it out. When, when you think, area. yeah, it's it's so crazy. So I found this place and when you walk on this damn wall, you, you literally watch the sunset like on the water, which is, um, so I would say you should try and push yourself sometimes to do it. It, it, it really, it's something about, I think you guys are creatives, creative people. You're not really like, not accountants and stuff. Like that. <laughs> decidedly not accountants yes thank you so i think <laughs> with creatives it's kind of like sometimes you need that you just need to see pretty things because mm. i stopped watching the news because it's just a whole ridiculous stuff going on um i work in digital so i'm 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 seeing news all day all the mm -hmm. time um so i need to switch off from that and the only way to do that right now is you can't travel you can't do stuff is take a walk in nature and yeah play with the snakes <laughs> get some new friends <laughs> some slitherins so you know it's it's I, I would say you should try to do it and i think especially in your country i would give anything right now just to i was looking for jobs there dude like i was like in norway to norway yeah i've been, I've been checking out just a lot of stuff. I, I don't know what it is. I just I just love the beauty of it. I think I don't know. Is it like what we see on the internet? Is it? I mean, every country has their downfalls, but from a lifestyle and work life balance and just quality of living, I would like to think it's exactly what we see. Yeah, I mean, it is. It is very picturesque it is very yeah i feel like i can't complain too much honestly it's like it's, <laughs> yeah. it's, a, very, it's a pretty solid country to live in we're yeah. very privileged to, yes. to live here to get to live here yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Mm. when you and, never, um, did you ever leave yes but also no <laughs> i um at least for me, I have this thought of if I ever got the opportunity, I'd love to move back to Germany. Mm. But I, I know deep in my heart that that's just because I grew up there and because I look at it with like super rose colored childhood memory glasses. Mm. And I know that it wouldn't be that reality for me if I were to move there as an adult now with like no ties. That mm. wouldn't be the same. <laughs> Adulting is a whole different ballgame. <laughs> sure is. And Germany has also not been that nice of a country lately. So <laughs> oh. they've got their own shit. 
<laughs> yeah, but the, it is a beautiful country. I spent I spent about two or three months living there. For I did like this exchange program, mm. um, and I think that's where just my love for Europe in general came from. And it is that, a very think, good representative country for Europe as a whole. I think Germany. Mm. It 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 is really I th- I don't know what it is I think it's just the the look and feel like of the countries like the style like the architecture and the way things are built you know and from there I did eventually ended up doing going to Switzerland I ended up going mm. to Austria I did um, I did England for a bit and I just fell in love with it so and we have places here in South Africa that like are mimics like there's uh, tourist places and just popular spots in Johannesburg where you go. So like there's a Monte Cassino and you go into Monte Cassino and it feels like you're in Italy or Paris because oh. there's cobblestone inside and there's like Parisian style buildings and Italian style buildings. And it is like, so I, th- I think like that sort of thing maybe just appealed to me. Maybe that's like, where I was, like my soul belongs here. and then also yeah sorry no no go on no no i'm just i was about to say something weird and random so please i want to hear it (laughs) oh no my i was just gonna say and then norway is because i have this deep fascination with wolves so i love wolves so you can imagine like i love wolves too norway as a country does not do a lot to protect the wolves that we have they hate wolves. Yeah, really? like yeah. We barely have any, and because I mean, we're we're this country is very agricultural, mm. and so a lot of the farmers keep sheep, and the wolves will attack every now and again. And so, as soon as a wolf is spotted in an area, they're like, "Yeah, go kill it." <laughs> go oh off. no! Yeah, it's horrifying. I'm not. Um, I don't want to come there anymore. That would just be no, right. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. I get it. Oh, but yeah, uh, so we have, I, there's been a lot of debate recently because uh, there's this one wolf that keeps going between, like on the border of Norway and Sweden mm. and no one wants him. Oh, shit. <laughs> so they keep like shoot, not, not shoot, not killing him, but they keep um, tranquilizing him, tracking him. Yeah. And then just moving him further away and then having him wake up and then he just makes <sighs> his way back and they're like, no. Shame. as if he isn't a canine that's like made to figure out where to go he knows where he belongs <laughs> oh man you just move him yeah so yeah norway we we i wish we would be nicer to the wolves personally wolves have a bad rep <laughs> they, they generally have a bad rep like people yeah. think they're just these beasts and these animals and I mean, what wild animal generally does not have an animal attack instinct you know what i mean exactly yeah Every, exactly like I'll feel more, I'd rather get eaten by a wolf than eaten by a cheetah or something. Because at least, you know, the wolf, I could just try and hug it. It'll be all fluffy and it's so cute. Uh, I'm not going to hug a cheetah. What a cool thing to see. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, you know what? At least my life has come to this. It's fine. You know? Eat me. (laughs) So that's it's actually crazy to think that and there's massive you guys have massive wolves like those things are huge again the few that we have i don't we because we really don't have many i'll see how many we have now sure i was because i think there's a it's actually an account that i follow called apex i think it's apex something and they're actually 
an organization that's looking to preserve wolves, um, especially in, in the Nordics. Uh, so I was like, this is pretty, this is pretty cool. And they just have these incredible videos of these wolves. And it's, it's like, I sometimes feel like I, I'm going down a very weird path in my life because I start listening to wolves howl. Like I play sounds of wolves howling when I'm going to bed because I find so much peace in it. <laughs> so it's not just me. <laughs> no, but I mean... It's so beautiful. Like, I don't know, just the image my spirit of animal. howling at the moon. Yeah. It's majestic. No, I love wolves. They're great. They're super majestic. And there's a really... Uh, okay, so like wolf... I found... You found? Yeah, tell me. I found stats. Um, I googled. Um, <laughs> and last winter, we had 56 wolves. No, what? So that's nothing. 56 wolves. And then there's apparently an additional 50 that like sometimes will roam over from Sweden. But yeah, that is wolves. nothing. That's like the number of people that are allowed to have gatherings in South Africa right now. That's 50, yeah. that's yeah. nothing. That's it's literally you tell a South African you can have fifty people at your wedding and they flip out. Fifty. Imagine wolves. if you could have fifty wolves at your wedding. Ooh. Ooh. Oh. Well, now that's a wedding. Could be wolves. <laughs> but yeah, That'd I can't be. believe that we have so few wolves and they still want to kill more. I don't. Why? That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. They should just. I mean, take I don't think that sheep are else. worth more than wolves, especially because, like, sure, it's not great when they do go off on a whole herd, hmm. but it happens so rarely. <laughs> yeah, and more but, often than not, it happens because they've been displaced from where they usually exactly. roam. So it's people's fault anyway. And also, let's be honest, it's, it's a profit margin thing, like sheep, food, money, yeah. farming. People aren't eating wolves. Well, not that we know of. Not everyone, not. at least. I'm sure some people will probably be eating wolves. But I think it's also like a profit margin thing, which is the problem with the whole damn world right now. It's like everything yeah. is about profit margin. And it's, we don't care about animals. We don't care about nature. Um, I think we that's been a huge, sorry, I think that's been a huge wake up call for a lot of the world now after lockdown started, mm. how much better the world, world is doing when, when we're not contributing to pollution as much yeah. as we have been. Like, wasn't it in Venice or, so, or something where you could like actually see fish in the water and there were yeah. ducks there that hadn't been there for years. Yeah, it was. Um, there was such... Some apparently some of it was fake, like the, there were dolphins. People are saying dolphins at the time, but the ducks and the water being cleaner was like that was like true story. And even like I think it was in India where you could they could see the Himalayas or whatever for the first time yeah. in sixty years. Um, I know how here, insane is that? It's it's ridiculous. I mean, how is this okay? It kind of like in some way as detrimental detrimental as COVID has been for families and the tragedy of it all in a way it, it kind of feels like mother nature has tried to restore the balance whether this thing was created in a lab or whether whatever it might be there have been some positives in the sense that um, people have become more conscious mm. of a lot of things I mean and I think it's, and also people go searching for it now because you're surrounded by so much negativity that 
Mm-hmm. Like I just want I just want to read a feel good story. I just want to hear something that makes me smile and warms my heart. Like I'm so tired of hearing about this and that and all of these negative things. So I feel like there's been some some good stuff and but now we're now we're in the stage where the vaccine has become like a political form. It's become like now that's the next big thing that's going to be about big pharma. Um, but there's yeah. always some conspiracy theory to fling out and I am just so tired <laughs> <sighs> it's like can someone just tell us the damn truth for once just be honest with <laughs> us tell us the damn truth you know just tell us what's going on and we're okay we're, we're grown ass people we, we can handle it you know we'll get but then I feel it. like even if we were told what was going on there would still be people making theories out of that or not believing it exactly <laughs> <laughs>